You are listening to Damascus Crossroads. From Central Kentucky, welcome to Damascus Crossroads, a podcast for those who are seeking healing from addiction. Your host, Tim Altman, will be having real conversations about how the power of Jesus Christ can break the chains of addiction and deliver anyone from this bondage. If you are at the crossroads of your life between continuing a life of affliction from addiction or living a life of freedom, you've come to the right place. May today's message be your Damascus moment and open your eyes to renewal. Hey, everybody. This is uh, the Damascus Crossroads podcast with your host, Tim Altman. Um, Today, I want to start out by, um, I want to read a song. Uh, It's from the Newsboys. uh, Read the lyrics to it. It's called, This is How We Change the World. It starts out with, all my life I had big dreams to do big things and make a change. And all the while, I just passed by the simple needs right there next to me. Uh, I think we can all relate to this. Uh, you know, f- for a long while, I would watch the news and see all this horrendous stuff and, and, and watch about all the people suffering throughout the world. And then and then I would just walk right by the things in this in this world that and, and right in front of me, you know, people needing help, you know, saying a prayer for somebody, um, giving somebody a little uh, food, food or or, or, or some clothes or, or cooking a meal for the homeless, you know, stuff like that. OK, so it goes on. So he talks about he, they pass by the simple needs right here next to me because there's a breaking heart that's falling apart, a tear-filled eyes looking back at me, and it says, God, won't you help me? Um, it's a prayer in an empty room, little things we do when nobody's around, a hand reaching out to a heart in doubt. It's the smallest spark that can light the dark. I thought this was, like, this song really touched me because... He's talking about the little things that we can do every day, you know, bowing our head and just saying a prayer for somebody uh, in need or just reaching our hand out and, you know, somebody's hurting and saying, uh, it's all right, you know, Jesus loves you, you know, you're going to be all right, hang in there, you know, or somebody, you know, in rehab, you know, maybe somebody you know had a relapse, you know, don't let it get you down, you know, shake it off, you know, let's get back on path. You don't know how much that can mean to somebody. I've had people to say nice things to me when I was going through rehab and, and helping me. And they say, man, I can see a big improvement in you and just little things. And, and I'm proud of you, you know, pat on the back. And that's what, like, it can change the world. It can change somebody's world. Just just the little things we do every day. Uh, then it goes on to say, a million little drops of rain can be enough to cause a tidal wave. A flood of your love that no one can contain because there's an empty soul that wants to be known Around me now that I can lead you to you, revealing love that won't refuse. Uh, then it goes on. It's a prayer in an empty room, little things we do when nobody's around. A hand reaching out to hardened out. It's the smallest spark that can light the dark. Um, it's a kind word, a simple smile. More than showing up, but going the extra mile. It's giving everything when there's when you got nothing left. Sharing a little hope with a single breath. Um, I think that says a lot. Um, Sometimes it's going that extra mile for somebody, uh, you know, for for uh, doing doing something nice for somebody, and 
going to visit your mom, going to visit, you know, the uh, somebody that's lonely, that's downtrodden. Um, again, Jesus said, do unto the least of them, and you've done unto me. And that's the one most important thing that Jesus preached was love and forgiveness. We can't ever forget that. By this, we'll be known as Christians. And that's what this song really means to me. Um, it just meant a lot to me. It's one of them songs out there by the newsboys. Y'all can check it out. Of course, it sounds a lot better when they're singing it, and I'm not, you know, speaking it out. Uh, that's kind of on this podcast. I want to share things that, that kind of inspire me throughout the week. I, I love um, I love spiritual music. It's uplifting. Oh, it, it's just uplifting. It's not a trying to message or a brainwash or uh, anything like that or, or trying to, you know, it's just praising Jesus, praising the Lord, telling us about how to love one another. And so I, I really... I really like Christian music for the most part. Most of it out there is really, really good. Uh, uh, this week has been kind of a, a rough week. My mom, she suffered a heart attack, an, another one. She was um, flowing into Louisville Hospital. You know, over the years, me and my mom's really became one of my best, I guess my, you know, other than Jesus, my best friend. I'm, I'll call her some days and we'll talk for half hour and talk about Jesus and the wonderful things he's done for us. And we'll talk about people in the Bible, apostles. We'll talk about Jesus' life. We'll talk about, you know, we'll quote scripture to each other. So it's a real blessing. You know, my mom, she spent a lot of time in the Bible. So she's well-versed. Um, you know, as we get older, we, we, we always thought our parents were stupid and we were smart. You kind of see they have a lot more wisdom as you get older than, than what you, um, what she thought, thought they had. So, uh, just say a prayer for my mom. Uh, I always pray that the Lord's will be done. She's definitely getting older. Um, she had 90% blockage on all her three major arteries. Uh, we prayed, you know, we've had people praying for her. We prayed for her, and now we think we found a good doctor that says, you know, she's got a pretty good, she's got a real good chance of coming through this and him getting all three arteries, you know, cleaned out. So we're, um, we're praying for it, and the Lord's will be done. That's the main thing that that we always pray for. He He's all-knowing, we're not. So sometimes we, we pray for things in this life. Like, I'll give you an example. If I was to pray for a billion dollars right now, and I just prayed as hard as I could, and, and I believed it was gonna be there, and then all of a sudden I woke up next door and I win the lottery, there's a billion dollars. Uh, and okay, you know, I didn't know this, but now that I got a billion dollars, um, I'm starting, you know, I got a lot of family members crawling all the woodwork, you know, I didn't want to see again or, or we don't, and, 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 and I'm back on drugs, you know, I'm going out partying, got a new car, greed's overtaking me. Uh, I begin to love my money instead of Jesus. And, you know, and then Jesus sees all that. Jesus knows I don't need a billion dollars because of what would happen to me. I'm not ready for it. And so that's what I'm saying. That's kind of a, a simple explanation for why we we can't pray things into existence because we're not all knowing we we don't know what's best a lot of times um so so that was just a simple example of of why we always have to pray and the lord's will be done on earth and that's even been in the lord's prayer that jesus taught us how to pray so sometimes i have a um some people say well he, you know so-and-so didn't get healed because you didn't have enough faith or you didn't um uh, you know, receive this or that because of lack of faith or well, sometimes the Lord knows what's best for us. So we always pray in the Lord's will here. Um, I love the Lord. He's always been good to me. Uh, he's my shepherd. 
and they so I walk to the valley of death I will not fear because he's with me and um you know I always remember that and um praise the lord uh, one thing about this show we're um we're kind of on a shoe line budget here sometimes you'll hear my dog barking in the background cuz we don't have um puppy care uh so something like like our microphone's not the greatest uh, but you know it's not really the quality of the sound so much as as long as it ain't like blowing yours out it's more the uh, I'm, I'm hoping it's more the message of the show and you know a lot of times when you when you turn on a show and the first thing you hear is please give me money um you know and then you hear jesus and you hear lord and, you know the first thing you say is here's somebody out to take my money and that's not us lord's really blessed us and we both got good jobs and just bear with us so because like our sound quality ain't the greatest and all that um and uh one thing i would ask if you could you could please subscribe to our show and hit the like button and um tell your friends about it um, i'm not you know i'm not a preacher by no means i'm just a person that's been through drug addiction uh that can that can help others hopefully the lord's lord's like um led me to try to help other people get through it um we have a website if you guys got any comments or anything or, or if you think something i'm saying is not sound doctrine um please please get in the comments there and put it there um, I'm not above re reproach. Um, I, I learn as I go as a Christian. When I first became a Christian, I was filled with the love of Jesus and, um, I didn't believe in hell, you know? And so, but as I studied my scripture and the Holy Spirit led me, uh, and listened to the counsel of others, you know, I started to see, I see through scripture and through the, through Jesus, he, he described heaven to us. He clarified what heaven is to us, and he clarified also what hell was to us. And so, as I grew in a Christ, as a Christian, um, it began to sink in that there was a that there was a hell. So, you know, I grow as a Christian. Um, I, I grow in wisdom. One thing I stayed rock steady on, and this is the main doctrine, is that Jesus is love. Uh, Jesus died on the cross for us. Uh, that you must bow down and 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 ask the Lord for forgiveness of your sins. That's one thing that I've never wavered on. I've never wavered on the Ten Commandments. I didn't wake up one morning and say, it's all right to um, steal or kill or whatever, you know, break the Ten Commandments. Um, a lot of times we're influenced by people and their doctrine, and then we begin to believe that. But then as we study the Scripture, we found out that that isn't quite right. Um, that Does that make them a bad person or, or not a Christian? No. Remember, it's it's just that we're all human, and um, we're not perfect. We spend a lot of time beating each other up, and the whole time that we're beating each other up and dividing ourselves, the devil is laying waste to this country, and um, that's something that you know we all need to pray about. And um, you know, anybody out there that believes Jesus is the Son of God and He died on the cross and that He rose again, and then um, He forgives us of our, of our sins and He changes us. We are, as Jesus told Nicodemus, we are born again. Um, you are my brother, my brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, I look at a lot of these, a lot of these athletes now are Christians, and I look at them. You know, I say I got a brother playing for the Miami Dolphins named Tula. You know, he's always talking about Jesus and talking about speaking in tongue on the sidelines and this, that, and other. Which I'm not. You know, um, you know some of his doctrines, I don't agree in, but you can tell he's born again. You know, he's a brother in Christ. And and we got to learn just to, hey, you know, love one another. Jesus Jesus said his disciples came to him and they said, there's others out there. They're not, a, they're not of us, but they're, 
They're, they're, they're preaching in our name, casting out demons in our names, and we forbid them. And Jesus said, forbid them not, because if they're not against us, they're with us. Um, so we got to uh, love, love our Christian brothers and sisters and understand that we're not perfect, they're not perfect, but we got, a, we got an enemy out there to fight, and it's not us. It's the devil. It's the devil. And I do see some people's point. The devil is getting into our churches and... I think one way he's doing it is with the prosperity preaching. I think it's an it's a evil it's a evil thing in our church. I'm I'm wondering what happened to all the Billy Grahams out there preachers. Um, Billy Graham is my favorite preacher of all times um, in the modern era. Anyways, you know I like Paul and I like um, John and in the Bible, but. You know, preachers of modern times, uh, Billy Graham has just lived his life as an example. He's been faithful to his wife. You know, I think that's important for any man of God to to live a um, a holy life, um, a life. It's you, you lead a life that you lead by example. If you lead somebody to Christ, they're always watching you. And you know what happens is then people lead people to Christ, and then they the person. That person lets them down. They see them slide, and they all of a sudden they begin to question their salvation. Don't ever do that. God uses unperfect people to lead you to Christ, okay? And people backslide. Um, look at Peter in the Bible. He denied Christ three times. Um, David, he time after time, he let God down. Um, in the Bible, it's all about people letting God down. And, and in Jesus' ministry, all his disciples scattered. When he went to the cross, the only one that followed was Peter. So, you know, and, and he denied him three times um, to save his own skin. So none of us are perfect. And we got to remember that. Um, sometimes I um, I do things to help me get through, to, to get through the um, recovery, you know. One thing we do when we quit um, doing uh, heavy drugs, we gain a lot of weight. Uh, me and a friend of mine, we always say that's our proof that we're staying straight is gaining weight. Um, it's kind of funny in a way, but in a way, you know, down the road, it's going to come back on you, you know, and, and hurt you. So I do things to kind of, you know, I try to lift weights. I try to keep a positive attitude and you know, I definitely don't get up and move around like I used to. Um, but one thing I do is I fast and I take it, I take my fast pretty seriously because I look at my fast as my way of, my way of showing that, um, I'm faithful to Jesus and that I can sacrifice too. But I had an, I had something happen to me that some people would kind of find it funny, but I, I didn't kind of find it too funny. Um, I had been 40 hours into a fast, and I came into the break room one morning, and, and there on the table sat a big thing of cupcakes with sprinkles. And um, I just like, I guess I decided to grab one, and I said, I'm going to set it in my locker. You know, it's kind of like when you're walking to the gas station and you see a six-pack and, you just want to grab it and set it in your refrigerator with intentions you're not going to drink any or, you know, you, you find a sack of dope that you get out of rehab and six months later you find it in one of your back sock drawers, you know, and you say, I'm just going to keep that and you know, I'm not going to do any. So I sat that cupcake in there and I said, I'm just going to take a little taste. And after 40 hours of fasting, you're pretty you're pretty hungry. And um, so I started licking the frosting on it. And long story short, before I knew it, I had consumed two cupcakes and all of a sudden it hit me. I said, what did I just do? You know, it's kind of like when we slip up and we relapse. And, you know, we, we, we go back and we drink a beer and drink another beer and another beer and then do dope. And we're just like, what what did we just do? And that's what I was saying. You know, I can't, after all what Jesus has done for me, died on the cross, took the beatings, 
and I can't even stay away from a stinking cupcake, and I'm out here talking to people about quitting drugs, and this is this is how I act. And, you know, I felt really guilty. I mean, to me, I felt as almost, I mean, I told the wife I felt sick. I mean, I felt sick to my course of eating, cho- uh, eating all that junk after being off food for 40 hours, obviously, kind of makes you feel sick. So I was like, um, I just asked the Lord, I said, I said, Lord, I'm sorry, you know, and the Holy Spirit said, got you, you know, you, you're getting too puffed up. You know, this is how easy it is to slip back into your addiction. One rated R movie, next thing you're watching porn again. One beer, next thing you're drinking whiskey again. Then you're doing, uh, smoking marijuana. Then you're, you're snorting meth again. You know, that's how it starts. And that's like that cupcake, just one little touch of ice in there, just a taste. And that's like sin, just a taste of sin. Just letting some kind of hatred get back into your heart, uh, some kind of uh, malice get, get back in your heart. And then it starts to fester and it becomes a seed. And not, that's the thing about gifts of the Spirit and stuff. There's seeds and planting the gift of Jesus in, lo- in, in somebody's life is a seed that grows and their Christianity grows. But then you, you can have seeds planted in your life of, of vengeance and hatred and stuff and we got to make sure that doesn't happen so anyways you know the lord it, it, it was a gotcha moment i mean uh the holy spirit said gotcha don't get puffed up i think it was a it was a lesson that didn't lead to any long-term harm you know like if i would went back on drugs and ended up in jail or dead it, 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 it was a lesson the lesson the holy spirit taught me that hey you're not be careful don't get puffed up don't say never never just always pray every day you're going to battle this every day so um, one thing that we as um, addicts suffer from is is we have anger issues when we quit. And I had some major anger issues, just like snap off, you know, just depression. And depression causes anger because you feel helpless. And when you're helpless, you're like a, a, a cornered rat. You're going to come out with all claws flaring and teeth bared or dog, you know, that's cornered um, on a chain or something. And so it's something I really had to pray about. I had like major issues and it was killing my walk with Jesus. Um, Jesus just doesn't like to walk with you when you're, when you got hatred in your heart for a brother. I mean, the Bible says some pretty strong things about it. And so, you know, I fasted and I prayed. I said, Lord, take this away from me. You know, you know, I had things that I had things that family, you know, I had family members and close people to me do some bad, bad things to me. And uh, Holy Spirit said, stop. You know, I, and then, you know, I also read scriptures and, and, and if you ever want to hear from God, just read the Bible out loud. So what, what I was told was stop, you know, stop. You look what you have done to people through when you were on your drug addiction. So, you know, I had to think, yes, yes, I was bad. And then he said, for one thing, any, anybody that you have anything against is going to have two choices in life, just like you had, you're either going to repent and you're going to fall down on your knees and you're going to come to me and you're going to get up and you're going to start serving me and live a righteous life. Turn your life around 180, walk the other way away from sin. You're going to flee from it and you're going to go to heaven. Or number two, just like you could have done, you can they'll continue in their sin and they will go to hell and they will be punished internally. And in whatever little bit of punishment you can give them on this world that somehow is going to make you feel like you've been justified isn't going to be one one billionth. One billionth of the pain and suffering that they're going to get in the afterworld. Let them run their course. You pray for them. You know, some of the people you can't be around anymore, but you said pray as if your own salvation. The Holy Spirit led me and said, 
as if your own salvation depends on it. So I started doing that because I, I'm, I was worried because this, this, the things in my heart were going to keep me out of heaven and I would be sent to internal damnation over this um, forgiveness issue. And I, I heard a prosperity preacher mock, said it was baby, the ABCs, he called them, of Christianity, which is love, charity, and forgiveness. And to me, that very much upset me because forgiveness is one of the hardest, most impossible things that I've had to deal with. But all things are possible through Jesus. So I did, as Jesus said, I started praying for these people. And, and not only that, for their well-being is blessed. I prayed for them to have Jesus lead someone into their life, the Holy Spirit to lead someone into their life to help them find Jesus. Because I said to myself, if this family member or this person finds Jesus and they turn around from their evilness, from their backstabbing, from their uh, drug dealing, from their robbing and pillaging from people and hurting people, and they turn around 180 and they're like, I am now. They're, they're, they're sorry for what they did. They repented. They love people now. I'm going to love them. I'm gonna, they're going to be my Christians, brothers and sisters. And like the Lord said, you're going to... They're going to be your brothers and sisters, and you're going to love them. And think about it. Think about the person that you really don't like the most. If, if, they, if they fell down on their knees in front of God and said, I'm sorry for what I did to this person, that person, and they turn around 180, and they're walking in the love of Jesus, you can't say you can forgive them now? There's nobody in this whole world I can't say that for. And, and you know, that's why I pray for them, and that's what the Lord told me to do. In my life, it's like the Spirit of the Lord has just came into me now, and I'm, I'm so much of more of a, a happier in joy. It's like the, when I had this animosities and, and, and depression and meanness in me, I was just like I didn't have any joy in my life, and now I got joy again, and I'm, and I'm happy, and um, I don't dwell all day on them, you know. Um, if I do, I start to dwell on them. I just say a prayer, a sincere prayer, that they find Jesus, that they, um, that they turn around from their sins and repent of it, and I and I still I pray pray blessings upon them, no matter what they do. Just pray some blessings upon them. And that's one thing I don't. I I even pray prosperity for them, and I'm not a prosperity person. I think it undermines the whole Bible. Um, the apostles, what they went through, none of them were rich, and they all. Uh, suffered for Jesus. They didn't care one iota about a new car or a new mule or whatever they had back then or chariot with gold hubs and big rings. They went around poor. I think it was Paul that got himself arrested so he could get to Rome and beat and scrubbed and just so he could go talk to Nero or something. I mean, it was crazy. Them them guys were didn't have two dimes or nickels to rub together and they didn't care you know they had they had a promise from jesus that he went to prepare a place and that's the promise i you know that's the promise that makes everything worth it um i really don't care in this life lifetime how much i got i got so much with the lord now um i just praise him every day um but that's one way i've gotten over the um the issue of forgiveness um it was a big hurdle i think it's my my one of my final hurdles in my spirituality I mean, I'm I'm a work in progress, but that was just one thing that was killing me. That's one thing that I was I was scared. Uh, it actually worried me for my own salvation, um, because Jesus said, if you have hate toward a brother, and a brother is not just blood, it's anybody out there, a brother, and 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 especially our Christian brothers. That's why I tell you not to fight amongst yourselves and not to have bad feelings. Um, then then you're you're not, you know, you're not going to heaven, you know, so that's one thing I, I'm glad that I'm overcoming. I'm glad the Lord's helping me. Um, as far as preaching, I, I kind of next, 
my next episode, I kind of want to talk about Billy Graham, and I just want to ask all the preachers out there. And, and one thing I'm not, before I go any further, I almost, I almost forgot to mention this. I'm not a preacher. I'm just a sinner um, that the Lord's working on. I, I try to, I, I try to do better. Um, I'm a work in progress. I'm not perfection. I'll never will be perfection until I get to heaven. So I, I study the scriptures. Uh, I listen to wise counsel. And like I said, oh, over time, my doctrine has changed. Um, the one thing my doctrine has never changed is the love of Jesus. The, the, Jesus said, you'll be known because you love one another. Jesus said, do unto the least of them, as, and you have done unto me. Jesus, his messages were just so simple. And there's no, you can't confuse him. He sat, he had a child on his lap, and he said, if you hurt one of these little ones, it'd be better than a millstone tied around your neck and you drowned in the greatest or deepest part of the ocean. I mean, it can't be no plainer than that. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, the Sermon on the Mound, love thy enemy. If the enemy takes thy coat, give him your shirt also. I mean, just love giving, um, giving of yourself. Um, you know, he talks about the Good Samaritan, you, you know, uh, if you going along and um, a priest walks by and you're in the ditch and you're about half dead and he walks by and then everybody walks by. Then one person comes by, the Samaritan, and he takes you and, and fixes you up and cares for you. And then, then which one is your neighbor? You know, um, Jesus just, he was, he is, he was, um, always will be the God. He was God on earth. He was the, the, the son of God. And when Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen and heard my father. So that gives me so much hope because Jesus was so good and so loving. And he just went around doing good and loving everybody. The only buddy he had a problem with was the people in the, the synagogue that were robbers and thieves. Now, all you Kenneth Copeland's out there, you listen to me. He had a major problem with that. He whipped them. And he lost his temper. He never lost his temper with the sinner, with, with, the, with, the, with the woman that was in sin that they brought and the scribes and Pharisees brought in front of him. He never lost his temper with her, um, but he lost his temper with the thieves in the, in the temple. So you remember that, Copeland, and all the rest of you out there, prosperity preachers. He's going to lose his cool with you guys, too, pretty soon. So I would definitely try to change your evil ways. But um, and maybe watch a little Billy Graham and learn how to be a real preacher and a real man of God instead of a crook that flies around in a private jet. But anyways, again, I <laughs> so um, Jesus, and that's what I'm saying, deem drug addicts. You know, we're kind of like that prostitute in the Bible that was drug in front of him by the scribes and Pharisees. You know, we're just downtrodden. He loves us, man. He He's ready for us. And, and um, all those that are broken out there, we've all sinned, and, and he's there for us. Um. So I'm going to kind of pray for my mom, help her. I'm a little down, you know, a little bit, you know, but uh, I know the Lord's going to see us through and then the Lord's will be done. You know, I always pray that. Uh, pray for my moms. And like I said, if you guys um, got anything you'd like to share with us or any prayer requests, just go to our website and check it out. Um, remember, I'm going to leave you with this again. Do you want the least of them? Maybe you've done unto me is what Jesus said. So um, that's a good one for the holiday season. God bless you all. I'll pray for you and then um, uh, pray for me. Pray for my mom. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Damascus Crossroads podcast. If you like what you hear, follow us for more episodes. If you live in Kentucky, 
We would love for you to join us during Sunday worship at Recovery Faith Church in Harrodsburg, Kentucky at the Anderson Dean Park building at 11. You can also visit our website by clicking the link in the description below. We'd like to thank Andrew Osinga for granting us permission to use his song The One True Thing on our podcast. If you haven't checked out his music, you're missing out on great praise and worship songs with uplifting messages. May God bless your day, your week, and keep you strong in your faith.